Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Siri. So last week we had a guest on our cast. Uh, Dr. Shayla is with 100% Chiropractic. She's a phenomenal doctor, she knows her stuff, has first-hand experience on how chiropractic helps with way more than just back pain, and she's just overall a good person. I recommend you follow her, check out her website, www.100percentchiropractic.com, or look her up on Facebook and look her business up under those same terms, that same name. Well, this week's theme is all about conversating. And not so much just the conversation and keeping things rolling, but all about asking questions during those conversations. Now, I'm going to start this off with the clarification that I know what is going on. I fully understand what people are doing, and I can see the outcome, and I can figure it all out. From the left of normal standpoint, we can see how things work and what needs to happen to keep conversations going and all of that. What we generally don't understand, what I specifically don't understand, and I don't know that it will ever fully make sense, is the why behind all of this. It seems to me that there's really no end goal. There's no benefit and there's no betterment of any situation when the bulk of these, with the bulk of the questions that are asked during a conversation. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Um, here's just kind of a very theoretical conversation that I'm sure a lot of us go through anytime we talk to people. Person. Hey, Scott, how are you? What's happening? What's up? How's it going? Any of these are just very stupid intros, and they really serve no purpose. The how are you bit will 99.9% .9 of the time be met with fine, good, or great, grand, wonderful. The what's up or what are you doing is usually something that's in a phone conversation, and it's generally met with, it's 10.30 on a Tuesday, what do you think I'm doing? Anyway, uh, person asked question, me, socially acceptable answer of fine or not much, or it's 10.30 on Tuesday, what do you think I'm doing? Person, cool, so how's work? Me, same old. Person, nice, how old is your son? Me, gives a number. Person, how long have you and your wife been married? Me gives another number. Person, so what projects are you working on? Me, mentally going through a list of everything that's going on in life. House project, woodworking projects, rock climbing projects, landscaping projects, gardening projects, books I'm reading, things I'm writing. I can't figure out what they're getting at, so I ask, you mean for work? Person, yeah, last I heard you were doing XYZ. And which tends to be so incredibly far off of what I actually do for work, I, uh, I realize that they ask lots of questions, but they never actually pay attention to the answers. Me, 
I'm very busy starting a new company that transmits mind control waves from someone's smartphone so that I can take over the world and make people stop asking ridiculous questions. Okay, so some of these conversations, they go on and on, and with the other person just so caught up with this idea that they have to ask a bazillion questions because they read somewhere that asking questions makes the other person feel good, that now the entire conversation is just one big information gleaning session from me. My pondering is, why? These questions don't enhance life, they don't provide much value, and they only serve to keep a conversation going that, in the end, the sole purpose of that conversation was to fill up time and make us feel like we're being good human beings that are doing our daily duty of interacting with one another. But even so, there's a bit more to it than that. When someone asks these types of questions, I'm immediately put on edge, uh, depending on how close of a relationship we have. If they're a mere acquaintance, or even further out than that, my mind immediately says, this dude or lady is trying to sell you something. And now I have a million scripts running through my mind on how to react to a salesperson. If that's not the case, if I deem them not selling me something, well, now my mind goes into the idea that they're fishing for some sort of gossip. And now I have to be careful of what I say. If that fear is waylaid, I have to try to guess what their end goal is. Do they feel sorry for me because I'm quiet and they think I'm sad? Are they one of those terrible people that feel extroverts are the only good people out there and that all introverts should be more extroverted? Are they distracting me while their accomplice is rummaging through my personal belongings looking for loose change? In the year 2000, the movie Finding Forrester came out. Uh, for those unfamiliar, it's about the reclusive author William Forrester, who inadvertently becomes friends with a high school student named Jamal Wallace. Basically, the premise is that Forrester needs to shun his personality and be less reclusive, and this young man is going to push until he does so he does so with the idea that quiet introverts are mentally unstable and they need to be forced out into society. There are a lot of great little bits of dialogue in this movie, but there's one point where Jamal has tomato soup that uh, Forrester made for him, and then William Forrester says, stir the soup before it firms up, where Jamal then asks, why hasn't ours ever firmed up? Why hasn't mine ever firmed up? Before Forrester answers, various other things happen. And then Jamal asks him, have you ever thought about going outside to do any of this? To which Forrester turns around and he looks at him and he says, you should have stayed with the soup question. The object of the question is to obtain information that matters to us. He then relays information that Jamal's mom probably never thought to waste milk in soup and concludes with, that question was a good one. But the question of why I never go outside fails to meet the basic criteria of obtaining information that matters to you.
then throughout the rest of the movie, whenever someone asks a question that has really no purpose other than to satisfy their own morbid curiosity, they say something along the lines of, not exactly a soup question, is it? Now, I understand that the goal of most people asking these non-soup questions is to try to build that relationship or deepen a connection, etc., etc., and so on and so forth. The only reason they're doing this, though, is because that is because that's how they were taught to do such a thing. But the answer to those questions never really matter to them. If they ask how I'm doing, and I answer fine versus great versus sad versus I've been slightly constipated the last several days and I feel that I might be like lactose intolerant, the outcome is always the same. They move right to the next question. The answer to how old my child is, whether he's 4, 10, or 16, bears no importance on how they are going to live the rest of their life. I fail to see why behind the why behind using questions to further the small talk dance. That relationship can be built even quicker and even deeper by going to, into something that actually matters. You know, actually paying attention to what the person is into and then asking questions on their importance uh, on asking questions on their opinion about some of this stuff. For instance, if someone wants to know about my work, instead of saying, how's work going? You staying busy? Because the answer to that is always going to be, it's fine, and if I'm busy, then I'm doing something wrong. Instead, approaching it with, I've been trying to learn more about XYZ, because I'd like to do ABC. And I know your work has something to do with computers. How would you handle this situation? Now, immediately, I feel good because I'm seen as providing value. And I feel good because I know they at least know a little bit about what I do, and they don't assume to know all of what I do. I've been asked a number of times how the computer repair business or the software development business is, neither of which I have anything to do with. Now, if you're talking to a left-of-normal person, here are a few pointers on how to keep us engaged. Number one, we know what you're doing with the small talk, and we really don't care. Number two, you come off as very sleazy when you ask a lot of questions about our personal life, because we know that you don't really care. Three, if you're just asking questions if you're asking questions just to get us to talk and open up and be more social, we know that is what you're doing, and we really don't like you for it. Number four, instead, try actually paying attention to what's going on in the world around you and ask soup questions. Because if you want us to start talking, get us on a topic that we absolutely love, and chances are you won't be able to get us to shut up about it. All right, so we're running a bit long, and I was going to get into some more about 
when the other person is done asking questions, and since I don't choose to ask those same dozen questions back, they tend to start offering up all this information that I didn't ask about. Of course, that's a topic for another time. For now, you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right. And if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, join the Facebook community, and be sure to interact over there. Anyone can post about questions, experiences, whatever. Direct message me if you don't want your name attached to it. And remember, the point of questions is to satisfy an answer that will end up making a difference. Otherwise, its only purpose is to fill the air with pointless words. And of course, share this with your friends, whether they are left, normies, or right.